Hello, 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 everybody. We are getting ready to have a great show today. But uh, we've got a gentleman that I know a lot of you have been um, interested in hearing from, um, Mr. John Tomjack, who is our young man who was stuck <laughs> and sleepless in South Korea and was waiting to see if he would get a medical exemption or what would happen, and we seem to have to do a little jump start. So, John, welcome back to the United States. We gave you a little time to get acclimated and stuff again. How are things going for you now? Well, everything's been going pretty good. I've been uh, working a lot, keeping busy. You're out in the oil field, so you kind of bounced right back into the, the work business. You got off the plane and pretty much walked back into a job, correct? That that's about it. Uh, my dad's got some uh, hookups up here with the welding and stuff, so now I'm working as a basically a welding apprentice. Good. And I had like I think four days in between getting off the plane and getting right back into work. Well, we don't want to see you uh, taking too much of a rest, young man. I mean, you know that's not good for you. But so what we what we would like to know is, literally after we had the show with your mom and stuff, uh, I understand that things started to move in in South Korea. Can you give me a little hint as to what exactly happened at the point that uh, we sort of proceeded to we sent these shows uh, that show to the correct people. Uh, we sent it to Kramer and. Uh, Somebody, a couple of other folks, and uh, your mom said suddenly things started to move a little bit faster than they had been? Yes. So my brigade commander got a uh, letter from uh, Representative Hoven, actually. Good. A letter from Hoven, and after that is when my whole situation started getting some pretty heavy looks going. And there were some people that got their cages rattled for it. Well, and we do what we can. <laughs> so once I had that letter of legislation in hand, uh, pretty much just showed that to whoever, and they put me in the front line for about everything after that. Now, you and I have talked since you've been back, and you mentioned that you're probably the last guy that got out on this because there was a suddenly a change came down the, the line. Yes. So my separation date was December 20th and December 16th is when they rescinded all the vaccine mandates and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was literally the only reason why I was able to get out, actually, if I if my stuff was held off, even as much as one more week, I probably wouldn't have I probably wouldn't be back in the States right now. Wow. Do we leave anybody else behind? Um, that I'm aware of in Korea, no. Within my brigade, no. As far as I was tracking, I was the last one. Okay. Um, why do you think it took them so long to to make this decision, and why do you think that uh, they were basically sitting on your paperwork? Do you think that that was they they thought this was coming down the line, or they were just being butts? Well. <laughs> Honestly, it's over there in Korea, that entire legal system is just shot. Cause, so that's what it is. It's a legal process, getting your paperwork processed and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I know multiple people in multiple situations, not just mine, 
that have been screwed over by the military legal system over there. And they get in, uh, I, uh, inspector general has been called in on them multiple times and it's just the legal system with two ID is just a mess. Okay. Well, I know that your commander or something actually contacted you after you received your, your papers to get out and said, you know, if you want to, you can stay. And um, you said, no, I'm pretty much on my way home. Uh, were you ever tempted at all to, to hang back and, and, and take another look at the military, or were you pretty much over it? I was. And when I, when I heard that if they rescind the mandate that they're going to try and get us back, I considered pretty heavily off and on of maybe giving her another go. But then as time went on and my paperwork and stuff just kept getting screwed up and messed with, and I just got to the point where, like, I, I just, I'm done. Yeah. You know? I just want to go home, start my life. And then, so it, it wasn't my commander, but it was actually the – the officer in charge of the legal system over there was a major. Oh. He's the one that called me and said that anyone that got separated after December 16th was eligible for automatic reinstatement back to current position, duty location, and job with back pay. And this was within the first week of January, so I'd only been home for a little bit. But within that short time of being home, I'd already – started my life. I had a job that was going pretty strong and I had all that going for me. <laughs> I was just like, you know, now that my life got messed up for a while and now that I'm back on the road to fixing it, mm-hmm. now you want to try and call me back? I was like, no, that's not happening. Well, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've talked with uh, some people that I've managed to keep in contact with and they say, even though it's come down the line that they don't have to, take the the jab anymore they said that things for them at least still haven't gotten much better and again when we talked before it, it seems it's fairly obvious that it's almost by by unit or by base the way things are being handled some places it's not bad some places they just were kind of like yeah whatever other places it was pretty much you get the jab or you're gone you even mentioned that you had a fellow that you went through boot with that had been out already for a year because they told him you get the jab or you're gone. And he was like, done. Yep. Uh, I got pretty lucky. I was in a, just a small post kind of away from everyone. The highest ranking person we had was the battalion commander. Mm-hmm. And so I got pretty lucky with my duty location and stuff. But I, I've heard quite a few stories of guys from like Campbell or Bliss or Hood it was either Bliss or Hood, I think, is where that guy went through basic training with, where he got out last March over it. He was told, like, back in January when they were first talking about it, that you either get the vaccine or you're done. See, this this lack of consistency with something that's as an important a directive as this has me wondering, again, what the hell's going on in our military? Because they seem to be focusing on... The people that are, I will, I'll be, you know, frank about it, our best and our brightest, the people that are the thinkers, the ones that don't necessarily just follow orders. And we were talking 
last night a little bit, you and I, and, and I mentioned the fact that part of the reason we won World War II was because we had independent thinkers. When the, Jap- when the Japanese and when the, the Germans lost their commanders, they basically, the, the, the rank and file basically just stood around waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And if there was no someone... Well, it was pretty easy for us to march in and take over. And it seems to me that when I take a look at what we're facing in our military, this entire affair with the jab and people not wanting to take it and standing up for themselves and stuff, these are the people that they're trying to eliminate are the ones that sit, have the ability to stand back and go, no, nah, wait a minute, you know, uh, that's that's not for me. And actually stand up a little bit to authority, which comes in handy in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> my dad, he was, uh, my, my dad was kind of old school military, like late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. so a little older. And uh, he's one of those guys that can still quote the old field manuals and stuff for some reason, even though that was years <laughs> and years ago. And uh, he was saying that there was something in there. <laughs> Busy car today busy uh he was saying there's something in there about uh, a leader making their correct moral decision mm-hmm. based on morals and you know this is something where i do see it where those of us that are being forced out or pressured out are the ones that are willing to stand up for our morals and a lot of the guys that are staying in uh or the ones that caved into getting this, like stood up at first and then wound up caving in and getting the shot, you know, mm-hmm. there's some, some of them are really good guys. Most of them are. But at the end, you know, their morals still caved in a little bit. Well, and it seems to me like this isn't just local to our military. The Canadian military just let go a, a sniper. And this gentleman actually did a 2.2 mile shot to take out an Al Qaeda leader. So, this guy is good. And um, he did a podcast after he'd been released. And apparently what he did was he actually went into a tribunal because he refused the jab. And he looked at all the officers that were standing in there and, and, and going to do judgment on him. And he said, are you all planning on wearing the masks and everything else? And they all said, yes, to a person, we're going to wear the mask. And he said, then what are you worried about me not wearing it for? Because you should be protected. At which point his supervisor stood up, grabbed him by the arm, and just walked him out. And that was the end of his military career. But if if we've got a, a guy in the military, now granted this guy's Canadian, but if you've got a guy in the military that can make a 2.2-mile sniper shot to take out a bad guy who's a known terrorist, you'd think you'd want to keep that guy around. And he didn't leave because... He wanted to. He left because he was forced out. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this type of thing that's, that's going down. We're seeing a lot of good people that are feeling, quite frankly, pressured. And you, like you said, they were good guys, but a lot of them were told that they were going to lose their retirement and everything else. In fact, I've already seen something where somebody was told that I know that if he didn't re-up then he'd have to pay back the signing bonus that he received before they pressured him to leave the military. And in some cases, that was $10,000 or better. It just doesn't seem to be making a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. There's, 
I had a there was an NCO of mine, an old E7. He'd been in like 18, 19 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get his retirement, but he also didn't want the shot. And he was another one that was stuck in Korea because they were, they were withholding his retirement from him. And so he was going through paperwork after paperwork and just cut through the legal system and multiple inspector general complaints. And he was doing everything he possibly could to hold on to that retirement. And he was supposed to be out of Korea in the spring, last spring. He didn't wind up leaving until about two week, two to three weeks before I did. Wow. Back in December. Did he get to keep his retirement? He was able to – he basically almost had to swindle it, but he was <sighs> able to swindle his retirement. Wow. Wow. And that's – uh, that's the way we're treating people who are, quite frankly, putting their lives on the line for us. Not just that, but they're missing holidays, they're missing birthdays, the, they're missing a whole bunch of things that you and I, as, as individuals, take for granted out here in civilian life. And we don't think about the fact that while we're getting President's Day off or Thanksgiving Day off, that these are the folks that are still working for us, and a lot of times in places that aren't a lot of fun. Now... When you were in Korea, I, I also know from talking to your mom, you had some upper respiratory problems and stuff because the, the air quality in the in the base housing and stuff was kind of iffy. Is Can you confirm that? or? Well, it's just that's more just kind of Asia in general, not just Korea and the base housing. Like That's why like Asians, they took to uh, the mask wearing. Mm-hmm. They took to it pretty easily because the AQI over there is already – really bad really bad and so like we would we would uh i flew on helicopters for my job i was a crew chief on blackhawks and sometimes when we would fly over the smog layer you know oh my you God. get clean stuff for a while and then you come back down into the smog layer when you're coming into land mm-hmm. and you could just taste needles within the air wow. and while over there i have i did develop a cough while i was over there and I still have a bit of a cough. It's it's a lot less now than what it used to be, but I did develop a bit. It was mostly sinuses, though. I, I was getting ear infections all the time and uh, runny nose and stuff. I was, I was getting a lot of sinus infections over there. Sounds to me like we could do a little better <laughs> for helping our guys out there. Also, it, it, I find it interesting because we're always being blamed for being the super polluters over here, and it sounds to me like uh, we're basically taking second shelf there. I've got a quick profit margin break I want to make here for Southtown Poorhouse because every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. I want you to stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour where you can buy one app and get one half off every day from 6 to 8. And you can't forget about those $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays, which run from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. And this Friday, the 24th, is Tripwire. And Saturday, the 25th, it's Uptown. So, remember, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, 2015 Library Circle, next to the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. And they're looking to hire. Okay, John, I have another question to ask you, and that is... Did you guys have to go through any special training or any seminars or anything else on pronouns and some other stuff when you were in the military? Or were you pretty much stationed over in in Korea and things, other than the jab, things were just not too bad? 
we did have to go through that. Um, Sweet. That was – there was a lot of people that got uncomfortable, even the guy that was teaching it. like. But, at, you know, he didn't have much of a choice. You know, he was given this uh, – it, it was uh, an equal opportunity deal. And uh, it was like equal opportunity mixed with sharp. I mean, it, was, it was weird. And where they were going over, like, pronouns and stuff and – they, they straight up were almost telling us to not call people sir or ma'am until after we asked them if they would prefer to be called sir or ma'am almost. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that, that, that sounds like, you know, the military is kind of complicated enough with the status, the officers, the NCOs, uh, yada, yada. And and uh, for them to be trying to figure out whether you need to call someone an address, sir. I'm sorry, but it, it's just another layer. You don't need complicating things for the uh, the folks in the trenches because it's a big darn deal to misrepresent somebody if they're a, if they're the brass above you. It, it, I can only imagine the the. In the I'm using air quotes now. The horror of missing somebody's pronoun up. Um, it just seems to me like military life is difficult enough without having to jump through these hoops. Did you find a, a lot of pushback on this or were every, was everybody just pretty much, okay, we did our thing. We saw them. We saw the movie. We, we did. We're good. It was just one of those, honestly, many military classes where you just sit through it and then you walk out and pretty much forget about it. Okay. But it was, it was very odd, and we all – where Korea is, like, no one really cares about that type of stuff, uh, except, well, where I was anyways. But uh, they were saying that you could actually get in trouble if you continue to misidentify a person or something by their gender, and they, they made it sound like it could be – kind of serious if someone wanted to get you in trouble for it yeah see but like I said, where I was no one really cared see that's that's the problem I have is it's little crap like this that can make your military life quite frankly sheer unadulterated hell and it's already complicated enough I yes I can I can confess I've never been in the military myself but because I would have spent my entire tour in the brig but uh I have I have a mouth on me. You, people may be surprised by that, but uh, I just I just want to thank you again um, for your. Um, do you have a question? Okay, just a second. My husband's got a question for you because he's going to take over the second part of this. Bruce, what have you got for John? I'm just kind of curious. You went through lots of crap, and lots of people did. Yeah, do you have any comments you'd like to uh, say about uh, our the woke commanders? I mean, you have, you know, like even such as uh, Biden or what General Fatass, what was his name? Millie. Millie. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, do you have any bad feelings about people that really screwed up your life a little bit at times? On one hand, yes, but on the other hand, no. I, I was, so... It would be very easy to hold on to like hard feelings and 
I do heavily disapprove of a lot of them, and I will talk down on them a lot. But the way I was raised and stuff, I really don't hold on to grudges and just another day to me at the end of the day. But there's definitely a lot of revamp that needs to go on up top before anything gets fixed. Well, that's the part of the problem about um, in most, and I call the military a large corporation um, because people that are sitting in, in suits and offices are deciding how things are supposed to be run on the ground. And usually this does not end well for the people that are on the ground. And it, it doesn't seem like um, they're doing a whole lot for morale. Before I let you go, that is one thing I wanted to ask you about morale. When this, this jab came down and they said, you know, you could fire the paperwork and, and it'll go through the, the system and everything else. What was morale like? when that was going through and, and so many people were hitting stone walls and being disappointed, did it affect your ability to work with people that were jabbed? Were you getting any pressure by those that had, had been jabbed who were saying, just knock it off, John, and get the damn needle and get on with life? There were a couple people, not very many, but there were a couple. A lot of the ones that were saying stuff like that were actually NCOs. But as far as like the junior enlisted, you know, specialists and below, that I was working with shoulder to shoulder day by day, a lot of them were actually jealous of me standing up against the jab because they fell for it. And every almost pretty much every single one of them said that if they could do things over, they wouldn't have taken it at all. Did you notice anyone being sick at all after they took it? Yes. I know multiple people that came down sick like even so when they first pushed the vaccine i was in training in virginia and there were two guys out of 40 that woke up the next day hugging garbage cans just puking their guts out wow and then i know of a couple ncos one got completely medboarded out and he pretty He's ruined for the rest of his life. He was mid-20s, and it got so bad. He had an almost complete cardiac failure. My God. Almost. And he got up to Alaska, and he got to where he couldn't walk, and he got medboarded and retired. Wow. Now, will he get disability? Because he... he... Yeah, he got medically retired, so he should. Should. Okay. Now, what, just one more question for you. Did you get any? Did you get any of your? Because you weren't in for a, a long period of time. But did you get any of your benefits or able to take anything? Because it wasn't your choice to leave. So I was in for a little less than three years. Mm-hmm. You have to be in for at least years to qualify for your education benefits. But as far as medical stuff, I I I do still qualify. I just have to going through the VA for all that. Good. But I didn't have any major health issues there, so I didn't put in for any of the VA stuff yet. Well, hopefully it hopefully it, you stay you stay well. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say for the good of the order? Otherwise, I'm going to let you go back to uh, Holland Pipeline and <laughs> other fun stuff that you got going on. Everything good? 
freezing my butt off out here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would would you would you go would you tell somebody if they were thinking about going in the military? My last question for you: Would you tell them to go in the military, or would you say wait a while and see if things change? I would say wait. Yeah. And I've told a couple of people to wait. The way things are going with the military, there's a lot of, and it's not like. I, I don't even blame like colonels and below. Like it's not it's none of them. Like the guys you work with, your initial officers and stuff within your brigade, like all that seems fine. At least for my part, it was the stars. Mm-hmm. You know that sounds awfully familiar to me from uh, my experiences with my family and with my friends and um, my friends that are currently in the military. It seems to me that. Uh, the real wokeness is coming from the top layer, but unfortunately it impacts everybody else below. Well, John, I want to thank you for catching us up. It means a lot to me. I hope to maybe have you come up and visit us at our cabin up north. And other than that, I want to tell you to take care and stay warm out there. It is a little bit nippy. <laughs> it's the wind. It's the wind. Like, yeah, trust us. We we were sitting on the on the uh, interstate there. Thank you, John. You take care and be good and give me a call sometime and come visit, okay? I will. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Take care. Bye. Okay. Well, we've got a little bit before we take the next obscene profit break, but in this time that we've got here, I want to mention something, and that is the legislature currently... Uh, in 2017, the North Dakota legislature went ahead and agreed that North Dakota would be a member of the Convention of States. Twice I've had Dale Burke on here, who's the upper, upper, upper tier of North Dakota or the eastern part of North Dakota's rep for the Convention of States. And he's explained to us what that meant, and there's uh, good news and bad news, and there's been quite a bit of... of Negatives brought up, and we we talked about that. So if you have any questions on what the Convention of States is, please go out to Rumble and look for when Dale Burke, we had him on about a month ago, when Dale Burke was a guest on this show. And there's an entire dedicated hour dedicated to the Convention of States. But one thing that is happening is today, SCR 4012. Apparently some people have decided that they wish to vote against the Convention of States, and they want to rescind North Dakota's uh, ability to go to the Convention of States. And what you need is, out of the, the 50 states, you need 34 states that are willing to go. And this allows us, it, is, it has been put into the Constitution from the very first days with our founding fathers as a way to ratchet back the government, the federal government, and to bring back some more power to the states. They foresaw this as a pressure valve so that if the federal government indeed ever did grow too large again, that we would have this escape hatch by calling a convention of states to be able to amend the Constitution and hopefully get things back on the road to where they should be, which is the state power is over the federal power and other things. And so SCR 4012, if you would be so kind as to go out and talk, contact your senators and tell them you want North Dakota to be a member of the Convention of States. You want them to vote against SCR 
12. Now, this is my personal opinion. If you want to do more research, as I said, please go find that show with Dale on it and listen to the pros and the cons because I know there's quite an effective negative PR team that's out there battling with this. My personal opinion is this. My personal opinion is the Convention of States, whether you like it or whether you hate it, is our last safety gap before shit hits the fan. Uh, and before we are possibly going to have to hit the trenches and maybe tell somebody that we aren't going to take this anymore. And so that's why I am a firm uh, believer in the Convention of States, because I believe in trying to do everything the legal way, the, the, the peaceful way, the sensible way first. And to me, it seems that when I look at all the options and all of the things that we've all been trying to do for quite a few years now to get us out of this mess, it seems to me that the Convention of States may be our Hail Mary pass. Uh, So that's why I would like to see it at least be given the chance to go through. So that's SCR 4012 for the Convention of States. Tell them, hell no, let us at least go get together and have the option to go talk. So I'm going to do one more obscene profit margin break for executive properties here. And then Bruce, Hubby, and I are going to take on the last half hour. And we're going to talk about some things that are on the federal level of fun and profit. So, Paul, take it away. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay, well, Bruce, my darling, you were so nice as to offer to come back on and, and help me have a, a foil to, to talk to f- about this. What do you think about the Convention of States that's coming? You know, we're having this friction right now. It, it was passed last time, and suddenly the, the I will call them the elites in Bismarck, uh, want us to not play. i got to say, what the hell are you thinking? I mean, seriously, you know, like you said, this is one of the only ways we're going to save North Dakota, the nation, and the world. I mean, this is this. It could get down there unless we get our heads out of our butts really quick with elections, which I don't see happening. This is one of the answers. And I mean, what kind of a congressman would sit there and say, "Hey, I'm voting against it because basically it has you have to have two thirds." Of the states, two thirds of every legislatures in the state, it has to be everything has to be passed with a supermajority. So, if a supermajority is not good enough for you, what the hell kind of a politicians are you? You are a fraud. You are a disaster for North Dakota. I mean, really, get with it. Well, the thing that that bothers me so much is I've seen a lot of the legislation that is going through in North Dakota and going through at the federal level as well on censorship and stuff. And 
it's like they represent us and they don't want us to have a voice because they know what's best for us. And I'm tired of being treated like, you know, a redheaded stepchild and, and being told to sit down and shut up. Uh, I'm, I've been on this planet and we've done fairly well as a team. And we'd like to uh, have a voice in what's going on. And every time we seem to stand up, somebody seems to be hell-bent on telling us to sit back down. And this seemed like a logical way to go. Well, this is, yeah. I mean, it's, it is getting insulting. It's getting very disturbing. I mean, we're getting in the, well, later years of our lives, and we have seen lots of crap go down. And this crap going down now is getting like outrageous and it's it's very frustrating to see what the hell we're electing i mean that's the problem and i mean that's why we have to sit there and think truly about what is happening here and who we should be electing we're we're doing it in north dakota we're doing a god-awful job right now of, of electing good people. Well, I'll admit that. But, you know, like John said, though, it's coming down from the top. Because yes. during the State of the Union, Biden said, and I'm going to be quoting the State of the Union now, inflation has been a global problem because of the pandemic that disrupted supply chains and Putin's war that disrupted disrupted energy and food supplies. To which I answered in a war our administration still supports heavily on our backs and with our taxes and doesn't seem in a hurry to be talking about negotiations at all. The only thing I hear from these people is how brave we are because we keep funding the Ukraine and what a great deal it is for us to be doing that as good little little social justice warriors. And by the way, Biden just made the announcement that not only are we going to be sending more uh, arms and other things to the Ukraine, he is going to be taking over some of the economic levels of the Ukraine. He has just volunteered your tax dollars to pay for pensions for people that are in the Ukrainian government and as well to provide, he's setting up a social, basically a welfare system for the Ukrainian people because he says they all deserve to have a little money in their pockets. Well, that's really nice when it's somebody else's money and not his. And I've got to say, uh, this thing is, is going on way longer than it needs to without even one, one person from our side wanting to go to the negotiation table. What do you think? Well, I mean, we got a What do we need that money for? I mean, we, <laughs> not, nothing, nothing with the border, nothing. And, of course, obviously, we say infrastructure, and everybody goes, oh, we'll throw more money at it. What a bunch of idiots. But, yes, Biden on President's Day is an idiot. That's well, all I can say about it. It's, 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 and as far as Ukraine, we talked about it before. Well, mm-hmm. one, is it leading us to World War III? Yes. I mean, it has some potential for this. we got to sit there and, no, we do not need a proxy war. We should not be involved with this thing. We told you before, Ukraine was always a hugely divided country. Yes. Lots, and I, I'd assume more people disliked uh, the Zelensky piece of crap than, than liked him. I mean, and I tell you what, in Ukraine, very divided, right? but the Russian people, and by the way, we both talk we both to know them. Ukrainians and, and the, the Russians. Russians. And I tell you what, the Russians are pretty dang solid on Putin. They do not have a real problem with them as, as a rule. There's going to be obviously a couple. But, I mean, 
No, they support him. Unlike uh, Biden or, or CNN says, they're not telling you the truth. No. I mean, Zelensky has been a puppet for, for, the, for the oligarchy and, and, and us in the United States. He is just, you know, Zelensky, I mean, what was Zelensky was a failed comedian, and he reminds me of one of ours, Al Franken, from next door <laughs> to Minnesota. Yeah. Never was funny at all and played a hell of a piss poor politician and he and and caused lots of trouble and bad choices paul what do you got oh uh, i just i just think it's funny i mean you got if you stack up the cards here you got hunter who's been dealing with ukraine for god knows how long and now we're our tax money is going to fund other countries i mean so why why would we stop there let's go to africa let's go to let's go to china let's go to new zealand let's go to australia and on top of that uh, there was a huge chemical disaster in Ohio, and Biden is over in Ukraine, but Trump's over in Ohio. Well, and I do mean, you know what they told them in Ohio? Oh, we can't do anything about it for you. Sue the railroad. How many, year, how many years is it going to take us to go through the courts to get to those people that are being poisoned right now? And the CDC lowered the... Uh, the uh, toxicity levels yep. of we're gonna we're gonna show a video about that at the end of the program hopefully yeah. and, and bring that to list but it's you just what? ridiculous i mean this this biden administration it's just, it's just such a clown show well it pisses here, me off. here's another quote from the from the state of the union we're in in better position than any other country on earth so your friend's dying from AIDS, but you're dying from cancer so that means you're luckier Great logic. Oh, I'm glad. Another quote. We'll have more to do, but here at home, inflation is coming down. The hell it is. Well, it did come down in, in the fact that it's not going up as fast. That's, that's what the he true means. definition that's, of yes. gaslighting. I mean, yes, that's what they, you know, you can sit there and they can twist the words every time. And that's what's so dang disgusting is when people fall for it. Guys. I mean, I say it all the time. Get your heads out of your butts and think about what's happening to us. Well, here's another thing he said. Here at home, huh. gas prices are down $1.50 a gallon since their peak. Great job! You drove those prices as high as you could, so we'd be grateful for any little dip in the gas price. So now we're all high-fiving each other because yeah. you dragged them up. It's kind of like the rats in the lab are, are, are taught to be, be thankful because they get to run the maze. They aren't just kept in the cage all day. Still a buck fifty higher than it was. So it's like going, whoa, you're, uh, this isn't working, Joe. I mean, and, but the thing is, is it working? What are the people saying? And actually, you know what? It's kind of true in lots of ways because every time we see the prices go down a little, we kind of take a deep breath and go, oh, isn't that nice? It's but conditioning. It's like, yeah, it is. And, well, and we're, we're, we're falling for it. Well, well what, we, pisses, you know. what pisses me off about that, too, is everybody's like, oh, gas prices, gas prices. Okay, now it's, oh, it went to $3, and then instantly a month later, it was back to $340. Like, it, it was like a month. Yeah. But what people aren't talking about is the fact that your electricity bill has doubled, <laughs> if not tripled. It, it goes from one to the other. And here's the Ukraine. We united NATO and built a global coalition. And we are still the major funding of that. If you take a look at what those other countries are putting mm-hmm. in, it's almost nothing. They're bleeding us dry. And that's been the plan. And NATO is corrupt. I want everybody to go out there. If you don't believe me, just Google NATO rape charges and enjoy the reading. Because NATO is not the pristine governor of, of justice out there in the country at all. And these are the 
this is the this is the clan we're belonging to. And yes, I used the word clan. Right. The other, like another thing too is that you know when you talk about okay, uh, your electricity prices are. But that's not even it, because I have a ranch-style home that was built in the 70s. I, I, my house is uh, heated off of radiators. And my electricity bill, when uh, Trump was in office, was it never broke $180. Right now, I got bills that are almost pushing $500 a month. I know. And that's not electricity. That's gas. Mm. And we blew up the pipeline. It finally came out that we blew yeah. up the pipeline. And everyone is, you want to know what they're talking about? They're not talking about the fact that we cut off heat and everything else to, to most of Europe and blamed yes. Putin for it, by the way. But the, the, the other thing that they're not talking about, well, it's such a mild winter, they all got real lucky. So, really? By the way, really? it's not gasoline, it's natural gas. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just... It's, it, I'm just sitting here with my, with my head in my hands going, people are out there going, falling for this. Oh, and have you seen the shelves at Target or any place? Yeah. I, it's, getting, it's getting barren. Well. I mean, and, well, did you see the warehouses? Oh, you had a vid- we had a video where there's storage of food is going to be huge. We're going to, guys. Is there still a formula be, shortage? Be careful. Be Don't ca- have a clue. Be careful. Store some food. Have some extra guys for your own safety. What's Be the worst careful. that's going to happen? Is UFOs. You're going to have some food. Yeah, yeah. Now we're shooting down. Yeah, see, suddenly no one's talking about the deaths from Pfizer. Suddenly no one's talking about the important stuff. Now we're, it is balloon. I mean, that's where we're at. We're, we're, just, a, we're just a bunch of freaking monkeys that are going, oh, look at the balloon. I mean, seriously, people, come on, pull your heads out, as Bruce would love to say. I mean, I mean, just. Well, I mean, don't look behind the green curtain. Deny everything nope. that's going on in your life. Go ahead and be gaslighted, and don't allow yourself to believe what you're seeing anymore. Oh, inflation's come down. I'm not paying. I paid over a hundred dollars for seven things the other day in my cart. Well, you know, and I, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but not so much. And it's uh, something that I put up the other day, and I was thinking about it, and said, you know. Because I was thinking about these balloons and these balloons, you know, if they get into the stratosphere and if they uh, detonate an EMP, that will take out. I mean, it could take out the electronics for almost the entire continent. But we want everything electric. So your car's got to be electric. Your mower's got to be electric. Your Nest thermostat in your house has to be electric. And now so once they completely get this entire grid Running off electric, okay, and then China just floats a little balloon up in the air, drops an EMP, and we're in the dark ages. Well, and what's yep. going to happen when we have our next pandemic, which, by the way, uh, is scheduled for 2025? Uh, just, just to let you know. That, I it's heard coming. that's coming. I heard somebody say something about 2023. It's coming this year is what I heard. I think it's going to depend on how well the war in Ukraine is going. I mean, because we, we, we've got a couple yeah, of they options. Yeah, they can here. mess up their money stream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Well, here's the we thing. We should have a wager on the first thing, on the first <laughs> case of... Start uh, a board? Yes. yes. <laughs> Which should we start, should we start a board? Yeah, but, but I mean, he's, he's, he's out there at the State of the Union saying, we stood up against Putin's aggression. No, we caused it with our biolabs. And, and we should be at the negotiating table. And then Kamala Harris is out there accusing Putin of crimes against humanity. And here's the thing. 
NATO, my personal favorite, actually went out and investigated because somebody came out and said, hey, it's the it's the Nazi militias in the Ukraine, which we've also heard about. And they came out and said, well, yeah, we have heard that there's some of that going on, but there's way more of crimes against the humanity by the Russians. Yeah, mom, but 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 Susie's doing it too. So, so there's a, that actually brings up a point of something I was thinking about. Um, you know, because everybody's totally anti-Russia, like you know, stand for Ukraine, blah blah blah. Can, is there like a Russian news station that somebody can watch where they translate and or a paper so you can actually see what Putin his his motives are behind the things that he's doing? Because, I mean, we, we could just be completely thing. being lied to about everything. I mean, Putin could be over there saying, hey, I'm just trying to defend my country and I'm going into Ukraine because they're making more labs like Wuhan and we're trying to stop them from destroying the entire world. I mean, no, I, you know, this, this, is just, this is just, you know. No, but uh, nobody's it, talked about it. Last count I had, I had in that region, there were 12 that they admitted to. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Came out and admitted to. I could be wrong, but at the same time, I mean, maybe, maybe Putin's not the evil terrorist that everybody thinks he is. He, pro- he probably is. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not but, a good man. But how but would he's I know? How bad. would I know? It's not like I get any research on it. I don't. I don't get any information about his doings or his dealings or anything that goes on in the Russian well, government. Well, we certainly don't get any good information. Yeah. We get we get the spin. And until we can start getting actual information, and the one thing I do happen to know is from speaking to the people that are on the ground over there, the Ukrainians and the Russians that we know, uh, they've been having problems in Ukraine with the neo-Nazis and the militias over there for a long time, where they have been in the, in the eastern part, it is predominantly Russian-speaking and Russian people. And there's been this civil war that's been going on for a long time between the power structures in the Ukraine. And people have been suffering at the hands of these people for oh, quite a long time. Oh, there's Don. Hi, Don. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, it's just insane what's going on. It's just, to- it's just totally insane what's going on over there. And all I can tell you is um, th- they're saying that, that they stand with the Ukrainian people and I got to tell you, from my buddies over in the Ukraine, I call bullshit because the money that's going through there, they just, I just looked at an article uh, about it where they've actually got government people from the Ukraine that are living in mansions, driving really expensive. They're living large over there. Now, the people may be starving, but the folks that are in the Ukrainian government are fat city here. And I've got to say, that's on you and my and everybody's dime that those because yes, they're they're doing the exact same thing that every other government that we throw money at does. The people see nothing. But the one thing we do have to see here before um, we go, go along too much farther. And when we come out of this, I want to play that that video if we can, Paul. But it's life vantage. And I want to tell you, do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? This collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products, and it maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage. For more information, check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth.com at gmail.com. And for those of you who aren't 
computer literate. You can click on the link on gfbestsource.com and we'll take you directly to Life Vantage people. Now, Paul, if there's any way we can play the little short video I just sent you, because for all of us who've been trusting on the, the WHO and uh, the CDC and the new, new World Order for taking care of us, let me just let you know what they really think of us. Let's take a look at that. I want to preface this. I'm not drawing any conclusions, okay? I'm just making an observation. And the observation is that just weeks before the massive vinyl chloride leak and burnoff that is currently poisoning East Palestine, Ohio, and likely compromising the air and water across a much larger geographic region, the CDC changed its toxicology report on vinyl chloride and its FAQ page for the first time in 17 years, weeks before, possibly as little as 11 days before, but certainly it it happened at some point in the month before this this accident. So I've got here the the toxicology report, the FAQs from, from 2006. And here you just see a lot more information in the 2006 one. How likely is vinyl chloride to cause cancer? You see a lot of specific information about an increased risk of liver, brain, lung cancer, cancers of the blood. Uh, How can vinyl chloride affect children? There's a whole paragraph about that. Uh, uh, Has the federal government made recommendations to protect human health? Yes, it says the EPA requires that the amount of vinyl chloride in drinking water not exceed 0.002 milligrams per liter of water. Talks about uh, how much in terms of parts per million can it can be in the workplace. It, it's pretty thorough. And then you go to the the FAQ on vinyl chloride that just dropped last month. The, the section on how to protect children is totally gone. The section on cancer is uh, much simplified. There's a lot less detail. The, the section about how many parts per million or milligrams per liter, that's all gone. So it's just a little... This was January. This is just the, what are, what are the odds? All I'm saying is just the odds are kind of, it's kind of weird. And it isn't nearly as weird as the fact that the whole incident, the whole train derailment, chemical spilling, poison the town incident was depicted in a movie that came out last year, six, eight months ago, called. Here you go, folks. Really really quickly before you, so speaking of toxicology, I have no idea why he looked like a blue avatar on the screen because it looked perfectly fine on our TV here. But yeah, for some reason on the stream, he looked He's like an Oompa a, Loompa. Yeah, he was, yeah, he turned into an Oompa Loompa. I don't, I don't, I have no idea why. Well, what's important is what he said. And I know people oftentimes think that I wear a tin hat, but, but here's the deal. In my world now, there's no coincidences anymore. And this is just one of these chemical spills that has been coming down here these last few weeks. We have been through a bunch of these. And the fact that the CDC, the same people that told you masks will protect you and you need to take this jab, the fact that that government is telling people the air to breathe in Ohio is fine, just days after one of the biggest hazmat spills in history. I want to preface this. Oops. I'm yeah, not that's drawing okay. any conclusion. Yeah, we are. I am. <laughs> I'm drawing those conclusions for you because for two years you had to wear a mask because of an airborne flu. And they're telling these people in Ohio 
don't worry about it. Drink the water. Don't worry about a mask. Feel free to go home. Oh, if you think you want your house tested, well, get to us. We'll get to it as soon as we can. This is how stupid they think you are. And by, by, by a large shot, people, I want you to understand this. This is also how much they give a damn about your health. So if you think that when the CDC tells you to take a jab and to do this, that they're so caring, think again, people, because there's something else behind this. And caring about your ass isn't the main thing that's driving this. Believe me, these are not the people that care about you. In fact, if someone shows up from the government and says, I'm here to help you and I care, please lock and load. Because that's going to be the only answer to blow them out of the way of, of your doorstep. Because, And I'm not advocating violence, but sweet Jesus, I, con- I consider this violence against us. I actually do. I consider the fact that you can literally almost biohazard nuke a town. And then when they say, what are you going to do to help us? You say, well, you know, you can sue the railroad. And you get on a 10-hour train trip through Poland to go to the Ukraine. I'm sorry, but I'm a little pissy at that moment. Because I'd like to think that we, the citizens of the United States, come first and I'm discovering that we're in the back of the bus. Hey, North Dakota, and, and here's a cute one, obviously. Health and Human Services. <laughs> I mean, that's, they're getting a fortune, a buttload of more money from our legislatures this time. And what are they going to do? They're going to have a, lots of power. And yes. they're going to be able to tell you, oh, next pandemic, guaranteed, which is coming pretty damn soon to the state near you, is going to be... I mean, just just like just like everything that happens, they're they're going to be telling us wear the mask, close okay. your business. Yes, it's going to go to hell again, and they will have a lots of force this next time. Well, they're going to have a lot more money, so they're going to have a lots of force. And the North Dakota legislatures are supporting them big time. Doug Burgum's supporting them big time. I mean, billions of dollars. And and the thing is so cute about it is lots of these people are falling for it. They have a nice name, Health and Human Services. Doesn't it sound like (laughs) they love you? You know, it's like if you want something, if you know something's bullshit when it has nice names. Like, well, let's just say the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, that works so well. What about, well, even we'll go back to Bush, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. That sounds like a great war to get into it. Hope and change is always good. Hope and change. You know, in infrastructure bill, always. They always have nice names for it. Health and Human Services is not an organization we should be trusting. Well, I don't think they have a whole lot to do with health, and they certainly aren't human. You know, because it's some of the stuff that they're questionable. Yeah. What's going to happen with this next one, though, is that they're going to double down. They're going to say yes. that they're yes. going to say, well, we screwed up the first one because we didn't have COVID police. We just used the normal police, but we didn't have the brown coats. Well, they're already doing that because there was a health expert, Dr. Yeah, I, I don't want to be human on CBS. <laughs> and she came out and said that the reason all the young people are dying from mitocarditis mm. Isn't from the jabs. It's because they didn't wear masks and they weren't vaccinated. Those are the ones that are dropping. Uh, newsflash, lady, that ain't the case. And they have crash carts now on pediatric wards that never had them before. And they've even come out and said myocarditis is caused by the jab. But we're just going to absolutely gaslight you and, and walk past that and say, nope, nothing to see here. Because that's the way these people work. And here's the problem. In our life right now, It's more important to have been right 
in your own head because that's what you said. So I am right than to be factual. And these people aren't backing down, and neither are their supporters because they don't want to be wrong. Well, so I mean, you know, my don't get in trouble. I guess <laughs> is that. So if they try to roll this out again, and they like will. I said, if they if they try to enforce a COVID police state, yep. where now they're going to have 20, they're, they're going to have not not law enforcement, but people that are going to sign up to be COVID warriors. Yep. And the first one that gets shot by somebody that's trying to live up to the American freedom dream, whatever, that's going to be the catalyst that's going to say, okay, everybody that's against this is now an enemy of the state. A terrorist. And, and a terrorist. And and that's when this is going to turn really, really bad. I just, and it's going to be the first person to, to shoot that first, that sure, the first shot I just saw a sweet one young of these thing. brown coats yeah. as, as I'm going to call them. I just saw a sweet young thing in the military and she said, newsflash, everybody, if they declare martial law, I want you to know that if I'm walking past and you walk out of your house and I tell you to get back in your house and she's in a, in a military uniform mm-hmm. filming this and she says, and I tell you to get back in your house and you don't follow my orders explicitly, you are now the enemy and I will shoot you. And that was a member of our own freaking armed forces out there on her little TikTok video. I was like, oh, yeah, you and what freaking other army, chicky poo poo? Because that, that's going to be the shot heard around the world. Because that is going to open the gates of hell that nobody wants to open, which is why I'm, I am supporting the Convention of States. Because saner, saner minds have got to prevail as long as possible. Because once... The gauntlet is thrown down. Katie, bar the door. Katie, bar the door. Because then nobody's backing down. Well, we're going to stay peaceful yeah, as long as we can. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's we're we're pushed. We're pushed. We're going to be pushed, and I think we're going to be pushed really hard. And we have to maintain calm heads. Yes, we will. And it's going to be. It's. I don't know. But I. I will I, also I tell you. I think that's maybe the problem. Well, people I, are getting being too calm. I, well, I I, I no. tell you what, I think I think calm <laughs> is necessary, but prepared is important. And yeah. and the thing is, is that these people that are sitting in their ivory towers, the in Washington and stuff, don't realize that the silent majority is pissed. And we've been being pushed around and told we're crap and we're isms and we're isists, racists, isists, bisists you know, flavor of the month. And we've taken it and we've taken it and we've taken it. And, you know, just like you can beat a dog and there's going to be two responses. The dog's either going to end up curled in a ball and be worthless to everybody or the dog's going to wait. And when the dog is ready, that dog's going to bite. And you do not want to be on the receiving end of that bite because that dog is not going to stop. And right now I'm feeling a little bit like a beat dog. And I don't curl into a, the fetal position easily. No, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to say I'm a wimp, but I do believe that uh, we're going to use restraint as long as we yes, can. Yes, it's just it's, it's the only logical thing to do. I mean, we need to. But it's getting into a situation, you know, that I'm very, very worried. I think you know, I think to not be worried is silly. And I tell, like I tell everybody, be prepared. 
there's going to be sit there and know what the heck. Well, if Ammo, you don't, if you water, don't, I'm food. water and food. If yes. you aren't, if you aren't at least considering what could happen, and all for all, I hope, I hope to God that I have enough rice that I, I, it will last me till the end of my days, and that when I can my, my veggies and everything else, that I will be able to laugh my ass off someday and say, "Boy, wasn't I a silly little little girl?" I'm hoping, I'm praying, and I, and I'm thinking that that probably isn't going to happen. But I got to tell you, people, start local. Start with your cities. Start with your counties. Start with your townships. Start with the state. Um, Do what you can. Get involved. And people, please, understand something. I am not a a person... Uh, Well, no, I am not. And neither is my husband, and we love each other very, very much. Thank you, Paul. Oh, Paul knows yeah. we are not suicidal. We love each other very, very much. But, but I am, I am not a, a reactionary. But I have to tell you, things aren't looking good, and these people just won't listen. No, wisen up. So, hey, hey, guess what? Last thing for us to go to the I'm going to look at it this way. If I am wrong, no problem. Right? If I'm wrong, no problem. Beer and steaks but on us. If I'm right and this is going to happen, bad things are going to happen. All right? Think about it. Then there's bad things. You have nothing to lose by being a little bit concerned or a lot concerned. You need to you need to start paying attention because they're telling you exactly what's been planned. Be wise. And if you aren't listening, woe be to you. Everybody, let's hope we have a safer ride home than we did before because it took us over an hour and a half to get here from Hillsboro because the highway was closed. Love you all. Stay good and take care. Bye-bye.